Good morning. And welcome to worship at First United Methodist Church. It's a joy to know all of you are gathered here for worship today and also a joy to know that there are many joining us online. If you would take a moment, register your attendance in the pew pad or a comment online so we will know everyone worshiping with us today. I hope you took a moment and picked up a weekly sheet as you came in. On that, you will see all things First United Methodist Church or ways you can connect in deeper ways. Just one announcement. Please note that uh, the office and church activities follow the inclement weather policy of the school system. So if school's out, the office will be closed and activities will be postponed. So stay tuned for what is happening this week. As this morning, we are having a blessing for the United Women in Faith officers. And as they come forward for that blessing, which this group, including the mission people, are Dolores Abney, Olivia Kendrick, Joan Bigelow, Jamie Payton, Barbara Bennett, Eileen Graham, Susan Copeland, Paula Wilson, Sharon Morris, Cherie Cornelius, Gail Spotnett, Sandra Hunter, and Linda Cleveland. As they're coming forward for the blessing, I invite you to watch this video about the upcoming sermon series that we will have starting next week at First United Methodist. have committed to lead the United Women of Faith and I would like to pray a blessing upon them as they begin a new year of mission and ministry on behalf of this church. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for these women and their commitment to lead in your name. I thank you for the United Women of Faith and their mission and ministry in work for this church bless these women as they lead bless all the women of this church may their witness honor you and give light to you in christ's name we pray amen and now let us prepare ourselves for worship
Together, the words to the Apostles' Creed are found in your worship bulletin or on the screen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead, he ascended into heaven, and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated as we prepare to worship our Lord with a morning offering. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, as an act of worship, we give to you these gifts, praying that through them you might be glorified and many might know your love and grace. Bless these gifts, bless all who give, bless this church and guide us in their use. All for your glory and the coming of your kingdom. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. If the ushers will come forward, we will receive our morning offering.
You may be seated. Let us pray. God, uh, we bask in the warmth of your love today. Thanking you for this opportunity to gather as a community of faith. And as we gather, there are so many needs in our lives and the needs of our family, our brothers and sisters in Christ and those outside this church. And we just bring those to you. Praying healing for the sick, comfort for the mourning, grace for our struggles, and forgiveness when we failed and messed up. God, thank you that you do come to us in our time of need and offer us forgiveness and healing and hope in all things. God, we ask for your continued blessings in our lives, in the lives of life of this church, our community, our nation, and our world. This we pray in the name of the one who taught his disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Children, you are dismissed to Children's Church with Miss Catherine. Our hymn of preparation is hymn 494. Open my eyes that I may see as we stand together and sing.
United Methodist Church. So last week we spent a time looking at the past year and celebrating God's presence and God's work among us. And as part of that, I ask you a question. What will 2024 look like for First United Methodist Church? And I told you my answer, I have no idea. There is a lot that is unforeseen and a lot we can't predict. So we may not know what exactly is ahead. With today, I want to pose a, a twist on that question. What would your dream be for First United Methodist Church in 2024? If you could dream, what would you dream for this congregation? Now, I have come to appreciate in my short tenure here that there are probably as many answers to that question as there are people in this congregation. You are a diverse group with different opinions that likes to express your opinions. And for some of you, that dream would be about worship. And for others, it would be student ministry for children, for youth. For some, it would be missions or outreach. 
For some, it would be a, a project here in, in the church. I want to hear your dreams, and I want to know those dreams because I know that you have a dream for what the church could be. So today, I want to share with you my vision or dream. And as we move toward that, I want to go backwards to a scripture that we as a church lived with in the fall of this year, in October. And if you remember, if you worshiped here in October, we spent a month looking at the 43rd chapter of Isaiah and our New Beginnings emphasis. So that's, we're going to go back to that today. So if you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn to Isaiah, the 43rd chapter, verses 14 through 21. Isaiah 43, 14 through 21. Hear the words of the prophet. Thus says the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, for your sake I will send you to Babylon, I will send to Babylon and break down all the bars, and the shouting of the Chaldeans will be turned to lamentations. I am the Lord, the, your Holy One, the Creator of Israel, your King. Thus says the Lord who makes a way in the sea, a path in mighty waters, who brings out chariot and horse, army and warrior. They lie down and they cannot rise. They are extinguished, quenched like a wick. Do not remember the former things or consider the things of old. I am about to do a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The wild animals will honor me, the jackals and the ostriches. For I give water in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my chosen people, the people whom I formed for myself so that they might declare my praise. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Gracious God, we give thanks that you do make all things new, including us. And we're thankful for your renewing spirit and your transformational promise. And as we look to your word today, dear God, I pray that the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing and acceptable unto you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. What would your dream be for First United Methodist Church in 2024? Here's my dream. My dream would be that we were so attuned to the Holy Spirit and growing in God's grace that we would know God's will and we would follow that will. That in following, we would be better prepared and able to love God completely and love our neighbor as ourselves. And because we loved our neighbor, we would want our neighbor to be a part of this fellowship, a place where they could know community, know God's love, could be welcomed and shown the love of Christ. And out of that, our lives would be transformed and this community would be transformed. But the journey to that dream, that journey to that vision, starts with knowing the will of God and growing in his grace. The new that God will do springs forth from our journey of discipleship. Now, when preachers talk about mission and vision, they often talk specifics. When I've preached on vision before, I've preached on specifics. I like specifics. I'm a planner, and it's great to have that checklist that you can check off one, two, three. You know, like a plan for evangelism or a plan for youth or a plan for children or buildings or something like that. We like plans. I love plans. But I don't think our insight and our plans are going to get us where we need to go because God is doing something new, and it's a different day. And I'll share with you what I mean. Church has changed drastically over the past four years. It started with COVID-19. 
COVID-19 in this church and many others escalated decline in the church and changed how we did church and thought about church, how people thought about their own life in church. It's changed the landscape. And add to that, for our own denomination, there's been a lot of turmoil. We have become focused on what we don't agree on rather than focused on Jesus. And that distraction has not been healthy. You add to this that we have a message in the church that is totally countercultural to the world around us. And that is a message of turning the other cheek, loving your enemy, and offering forgiveness. If you tune in to social media or media at all, you will see that is not the message of the world around us. And you add to that, we are entering into a time when the church is, is not the focus of community. The world is changing. It's the end of Christendom. And that's just a reality of, of the world around us. Times are changing. And that's why I say what got us to this place may not get us to move forward. It may not be the new that God is calling us to be. In the scripture reading for today, Isaiah is speaking a beautiful word of hope. He's telling the people that God is going to do a new thing. That God is going to bring them from captivity back to Jerusalem. He's going to make a path they can't see yet. And he's going to make rivers in the desert. He is going to renew them and bring a new thing. This was such a word of hope for the people who heard it. But you must remember this word of hope was something that they didn't know exactly how this was going to come about. And most of the people hearing the message were not alive at the time it came about. Isaiah, if you remember, was a long-tenured prophet. He prophesied across generations. And because of that, it was not a quick fix. It was not an easy go. It was not something that was going to happen tomorrow. But it would happen a long time out, far away. And while it may not happen tomorrow, the people who were hearing it had hope. They knew God was going to act. And they knew that God was going to do a new thing. While the specifics weren't there, the promise was, I'm about to do a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. This was a vision for something new. But isn't that just like God? God is always doing something new and inviting us to follow. If you read scripture in 2 Corinthians 5.17, we read that anyone who is in Christ is a new creation. We also read in the book of Revelation as God is making the new Jerusalem that he declares, look, I am making all things new. And through the prophet Jeremiah, we hear that Jesus would bring new. Behold, the days are coming when I will make a new covenant. This is the God we serve. He makes things new, especially us. For we have the opportunity to be made new in Jesus Christ. I believe that the old will not get us where we need to go. But being renewed in Christ will. And here's what I mean. I don't believe that we're going to arrive at the place where the Holy Spirit is so real among us that we know God's will and follow that will by programs or activities or a checklist. It is by our growth in relationship with Jesus Christ that I believe God will open the door to do a new thing. God's new thing at First United Methodist Church starts with you. Back in the fall, I challenged you to do a new thing in your life. And I don't know what that is. I said, God might be calling you to a deeper prayer life, more service, more worship, more generosity, and a greater witness. God is wanting to do a new thing in you. Will you submit and take that next step? Now, that next step isn't like we'll end up to be a super disciple perfectly perfect overnight. But it means that we take the next step in the journey of growing closer to him. 
In the United Methodist Church, we believe that we are transformed when we know the saving grace of Jesus. But Jesus doesn't stop there. We are transformed, but we are transformed as we grow with him. We have been transformed, we are being transformed, and we will be transformed in his glory. It's a journey. It's a process. We grow with Christ, and as we grow with Christ, we open ourselves up to his work in our lives and his ability to do a new thing. Back in the fall, I shared with you that I felt God was leading me in the area of witness, that that was the new thing he wanted to do in my life. I have no problem standing up in front of you and, and talking about Christ. That doesn't intimidate me. But a one-on-one -on -one conversation, that's a more, more difficult. So I felt called to write up my story and share with people and look for opportunities. Now, I don't know what God is calling you to do, but I challenged some of you in the fall. And so as it is with me, time to get back refocused on what God is calling me to do. I challenge you to get back and refocus. Or if you didn't get a focus, I challenge you just to make another step in the journey with God. As I was studying this entire chapter again from the 43rd chapter of Isaiah, I realized that in this chapter God has things that the people do. They are not to fear. They are to have hope. They are to worship him and praise him to make those sacrifices. And God has some things that he's going to do. He is going to make a path in the wilderness and waters in the desert. We are faithful and God is faithful to his promise. As we are renewed, God makes things new. And that's a beautiful something we can rely on, even when we don't see how that's going to happen. I think about these people who first heard the message from Isaiah. They had absolutely no idea who King Cyrus of Persia would be. He would come in and make a path for them. If you've ever read Nehemiah and Ezra, they had no idea what was going to take place as they returned to Jerusalem. And they certainly had no idea that God was going to open it up where all people could be God's children, heirs to that promise that he made to Abraham. But God did this new thing, and he's continuing to do new things and bless his people and work in their lives. So when these Israelites, when these Jews in exiles heard this message, they were in a foreign land. They didn't have the temple that they could go to and worship each week. And they didn't have that community that they had back, back long ago. But they had the laws and they had an ability to do the best they could in a foreign land. That's what discipleship looked like for them. For us, discipleship looks different. We know that discipleship doesn't earn God's love. It doesn't earn our way to heaven but in discipleship, we grow in grace. We grow to know God's will. It's as the choir sang in that beautiful anthem. We were made to love him. And out of that love, we grow. We know. And God can work in us. And God can work a new thing. Growing in discipleship starts at different places for all of us. It might be a morning devotion. It might be journaling. It might be listening or meditation. It might be a new act of service in this church. It might be a new act of service outside of this church. It may be more, being more generous. It may mean uh, attending worship more or witnessing more. I don't know what that looks like for you, but I know God is calling you to grow in discipleship. And if you're having a hard time figuring out what that looks like, pray about it or talk with a staff member, we would be glad to help you find where God wants you to grow. Because I believe God wants you to grow. God is calling us to grow closer to him. And out of that growth, I believe we will better be able to take the next steps into an unknown future. But more importantly, we'll be better equipped to be faithful as the challenges come. Because challenges will come. And God is with us in the challenges. 
And God is with us to strengthen us and bless us. And as we're rooted in his love and as we grow deeper as disciples, we will be better able to move forward into this coming year. So, what would your dream be like for First United Methodist Church? My dream would be that God's spirit would be so real in our lives that we would know his will and we could not help but follow. My dream is that we would be so rooted in the spirit that we would be equipped to love him fully and love our neighbor as ourselves. And out of that love for neighbor, we would want them, we would call them, we would invite them, we would encourage them to know a loving family of faith where they could find peace and hope and renewal and strength. And out of that, the body of Christ would grow. And Christ, through us, would make an impact on our community and our world. And that's my vision, First United Methodist Church. May we take the step to grow in faith and be found faithful as disciples of Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, you are forever faithful in our lives. And I thank you for the transformation you've made in my life and what you've done in the lives of my brothers and sisters in Christ. And God, I just pray that you continue to bless and transform and strengthen not only us as your disciples, but also this church. It is in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Our closing hymn this morning is 528. Mirror my God, please, and stand in
would like to unite with First United Methodist Church, I'll be available after the service to speak with you. And also, I'd like to invite you back next week as we start the Word from the Window series. And we begin with my favorite window, which happens to be the window over the narthex, the Ascension. You may not see it every week, but it's my uh, touchstone, my act of worship every week. And I'm blessed to preach to Jesus every Sunday. And now, receive the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Go in peace. Amen.